Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everything going on with everybody. What's going on is Bowtie Conversations with myself, Stefan Williams. Today's guest is Michael Cador, and Michael Cador is a very um, busy man, active man in the community, active man, active man in academia. He's doing a lot of great things, but I'm, I'm not going to talk too much about him. I'm going to let him introduce himself to you all. Mike, would you tell the people a little bit about, about yourself? First of all, thank you so much for having me on the Bowtie Conversation, Stefan. It's truly an honor to be here. Tell a little bit about myself, as you stated, Michael Cador. I currently serve as the Associate Provost at Eastern Florida State College. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I work with the Rockledge Police Department. been very blessed to protect and serve for almost 28 years in law enforcement. And other than that, I have Magnet Solutions. We're going to talk a little bit more about that yes, today. Yes. And uh, outside of being a... Uh, a devoted husband and father, it's truly an honor to be here. So thank you again for having me. Well, I appreciate you being on, man. You know, you, you caught my eye. A lot of things you're doing out there in the community and, and in the colleges, the high schools, the elementary schools, and I really commend you on all those things. You're really cultivating the seeds of the future for us. You know, a lot of people should be involved, but some people, they are called to do it. And I think you are one of those individuals that has been called to really cultivate the youth uh, out there. So um, what I want to talk about is a little bit more about Magnus Solutions. Could you kind of expound on what that is and what you're doing out there in the community? The unique thing about Magnus Solutions starts with the name itself. Mm -hmm. Magnus, uh, for Latin, stands for great. Mm -hmm. Uh, Magnus Solutions is the name of my grandfather from the West Indies in Grenada. And back in 2008, it was formalized into a corporation mm-hmm. and Magnus Solutions where everyone generally has some good ideas, but no one really has that solutions. Mm-hmm. A lot of people do the talk, but a lot of people just don't make some of the things happen. So I've been very, very fortunate and blessed just to be in a position to where not only serving the community by doing uh, leadership speaking mm-hmm. uh, workshops, and whether yes, that be yes. uh, personal businesses mm-hmm. for security assessments mm-hmm. or coming in and doing some training, mm-hmm. it has grown to where the members of my families and partner with individuals like yourself, mm-hmm. where the main focus is to kind of get out educate, encourage, and empower those who may be trying to lead their company, their family, or even those in their community. Yes, thank you. And and, and I tell you, it's a very important job that you do. Mm-hmm. And everybody really don't understand the depth that it takes to go in those different organizations and, and, and influence those leaders to kind of expand their vision on what they're doing. Some people in leadership positions are in positions, but they're not understanding the the actual importance of that position and the importance of cultivating the people, getting the best out of the people. But with that being said, you know, um, would you mind sharing some of your leadership experiences when you were, you know, out in your professional uh, capacity as law enforcement, you know, that you would say were your core principles that guided your leadership style? Oh, most definitely. And actually that starts in a, in a core from, from youth sports. So much has come from starting with youth sports. Very, very fortunate to go on to high school and play at the collegiate level. Mm-hmm. And that childhood dream came of being able to be playing professional football. Uh, being drafted by the New Orleans Saints was something that I did not think would happen. Mm-hmm. But going over to Canada and being able to come back, one of the biggest things that I learned early on was what you learn, be able to give that back. Mm-hmm. And some of those core values, we, we forget at times that someone's watching mm-hmm. and those who are watching you. So you have to be very, very careful on as you're leading others because even though you may not be saying it, individuals are watching you as well. Mm-hmm. So when you're saying people are watching you, um, a lot of times uh, I find that leaders believe they're invisible and that 
the followers don't see their actions and their behaviors mm -hmm. and things like that. Um, if you've seen a leader um, that was doing something that might be considered questionable or damaging to the team, you know, how would you approach that? Well, I think you're hitting on the point about ethics, mm -hmm. and, and that is something that has destroyed not only uh, corporations but communities as well. And when you're seeing something wrong, people sometimes don't know what to do because they're in fear, fear of losing that job, mm -hmm. fear of the retaliation. My thing is if you're being watched and seeing something that's being not done right, it's being in a position that measures are in place to address that. For mm -hmm. example, whether it's your human resources, right. someone that you can go to to be able to share that with, mm -hmm. having a mentor to be able to bounce that off of them on the right way to be able to approach someone that may not be correct. And unfortunately, that may be a leadership person that's above you, and you may be uh, challenged on how do I approach that individual. Mm -hmm. So from, from that perspective, this is very, very crucial. It's a very common uh, issue about the fear, fear mm -hmm. of speaking up. Um, as an individual, how do you cultivate that courage to, to make that decision to go ahead and, you know what, I have to address it. If I don't, mm -hmm. it won't change. Mm -hmm. well, what, what were some of the things that you would say you've done in, in, your, in your time as a leader that you have to cultivate that I'm going to go get it done. I'm going to jump on a grenade and I'm going to make it happen no matter what happens, you know, mm -hmm. to me, as mm -hmm. long as I'm taking care of the people. As long as you're taking care of the people. Well, the main thing is being proactive. And the proactive thing, I feel, is being in a positive aspect of your communication. That has to be done on every level. So if you're always talking about what should be done the right way, having the respect not only of your peers but for yourself as well, mm -hmm. and the attitude and the awareness, a lot of times people go blind and act like they don't see it. Mm -hmm. But at every aspect of your uh, professional career, it's professionalism, not only in just what you say but also in your appearance as well. So I kind of break that down to positive communication. Uh, the respect that is needed from both sides and the attitude and awareness of professionalism. And that professionalism at times is your policies and procedures. Many people who lead, if policies and procedures are in place and you follow them, um, a lot of things will be minimized or won't even happen at all because you can always refer back to that. Most agencies may not have them or they don't review them or they don't update them to be able to adjust with the, uh, the times of those who they're serving. Do you think that um, policies and procedures guide the actions of the individuals more so than culture or vice versa? I think it actually is a, it's a combination of both. Mm -hmm. and, and I like to give some examples. He's currently at the Rockledge uh, Police Department, mm -hmm. Director Lasada, mm -hmm. our department is comprised of where he oversees the police and the fire. Mm -hmm. And one of the things he wanted to uh, implement was some health initiatives. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, he just didn't put up a flyer and say, meet me at the track. I have uh, Director Lasad who actually picks me up at my home mm -hmm. at 545 in the morning and say, hey, let's go to work. And when you have a leader who does that, and regardless of your skill level, makes it consistent, he shows it in the leadership through his actions. And I think that's so important that if you're going to be a leader and having things done, that you have to be in a position to do that. Working in law enforcement, I have a good dear friend of mine being known over, over 30 years, uh, used to be our sheriff, Sheriff Parker. Uh, many years ago, we worked together at the sheriff's department as a correction officer. Mm -hmm. And when I seen him come down into the cells to let us know that we had an issue going on with a particular inmate, he just didn't give out the order. He rolled up his sleeves and he said, let's go and do what we need to do. And when you see that, that not only inspires you that your head coach, so to speak, or your president or supervisor is not only able to get down in the dirt with you, but also lead the charge. And I think that's, I've been very fortunate to work with individuals in every aspect of my career 
that led in their actions versus in just them being given out verbal commands. Mm -hmm. So setting the example is, is key. Mm -hmm. Okay, key. Mm -hmm. So what about um, communication styles? You know, how important are communication styles in the aspects of, of, of leadership at different, you know, industries and different um, situations, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, what, what, what is your stance on that with communication? Well, I feel, uh, Stefan, in communication, uh, one of the biggest issues that occur, we wait too late. And sometimes we may be talking, uh, but we may not be talking about what's really on our heart and on our mind as it may pertain to mm. us professionally or even personally. Then we wait until it really, really gets bad, and then we have a cry out for help. And the position who may be the person that may be able to help you might be in a position that if they would have known earlier, we could have made some corrective measures to make some changes. So when I look at communication, whether it's verbal or nonverbal, the timing is so important that it's done not only early on, continuous, but is maintained throughout your relationship professionally and professionally as well, personally as well. So um, that's, that's very um, on the point with, with what we're talking about. Um, with they set an example, how he's communicating through his mm -hmm. actions to sheriff and, and the chief where they're out there in the front. Hey, I'm doing it with you. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a, that's a big communication thing. Mm -hmm. Now, why do you feel that even though we have these great examples, a lot of people still have like nightmare leadership stories. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, and it's very unfortunate because I, I'm in a position to where even as an associate provost, uh, my provost on our campus, his leadership style may not be the traditional way of getting it done, but because we communicate and before we take on any matter with our students, faculty, staff, whatever the case may be, we talk about it. All right, what, what are we going to do? And if I'm far left field, he's far right, our main goal is what's the mission of the college? What is the mission of the task at hand? And that has really proven to be very, very uh, important. And a lot of times, those who have those nightmares, I can guarantee you, they've waited too late or when it hits the fan, then they want to come out and talk about all the bad things that he or she may be doing in their leadership position, which brings me back. That communication has to be up front. I was uh, in a position uh, working for a company where I was in charge. Mm -hmm. I was a man. And even though I had supervision, I was able to do it my way. And when things went wrong, the problem came back. I didn't have the policies and procedures to support the actions that I was doing. They just said, run it the way that you want to run it. Hmm. And when someone didn't like the way that it was running, um, if they're over you in their supervision or they want to make some changes, that's one area where they can gig you at. You want to be ethical. You want to be professional. You want to do it the right way. But what is the mission and what does your policies and procedures say you can and cannot do? And many companies at times do not routinely review those. A lot of the training that I, I conduct from with some companies in regards to uh, whether it's inspiration, whether it's morale, mm -hmm. safety in the workplace, mm -hmm. many times the policy procedures either outdated, non-existent, not in place, or they don't review them routinely. So those who work for that particular leader knows what their job is. And when you do that, accountability kind of falls into place at times. Yeah. So when you when you run across situations like that, what are some of the um, touch points you share with those leaders when they're not updating the policies, where they're not really following the policies, and you come in mm -hmm. to to do you know training and stuff? What, what are some of the things that you you speak about? Okay. First of all, what's the mission of your company? What are some of the issues that you're facing? And when you understand the mission of your company, whatever that mission may be, 
do you have a policy and procedure in place? And sometimes they may have them, and they change over time. Mm -hmm. The different dynamics of those who are in the workplace. You don't have a large company where individuals may have 20 years of experience underneath their belt. It may be three to five or even three or less, depending on the uh, particular company. And I think when I go into a lot of the, uh, the companies, my mindset is if you don't have it in place, put it into place. And once it is in place, you have to routine. Every quarter, you need to be looking at it. Many times when we get that job, uh, we look at our policies and procedures or that handbook. How much money am I making? What do my benefits look like? All right, I got my policy book, and it's put aside. You don't look at that book again until you call to the principal's office, then you may be in trouble. And they say, you're in trouble because of this, and you violated uh, this particular um, uh, statute, so to speak, within your company policy. Mm-hmm. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> that, that's um, <clears throat> something that we, we, we kind of see. Excuse me, I'm under the weather with the throat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Allergies. That's, that's something we, we tend to see in, in a lot of different organizations with the policies not being updated, you know. And what I kind of work around with is the behavior. What's causing the behavior? Mm-hmm. You know, why is it mm-hmm. the the policies as important as the tasks that you're doing day to day? Because then on the back end, we wind up dealing with people issues anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mm-hmm. so when when you see or uh, you come in contact with a leader that's not doing those things, let's say a young leader, well, how would you cultivate a young leader in being? Um, more attentive and more aware of those human dynamics mm-hmm. when being a leader, not the taskers, but mm-hmm. what are some of the things you would tell them that they need to do with their people to remain connected? Mm-hmm. You know? Well, I, I think a uh, very, very good question, and that's something that needs to be addressed um, routinely. But the first thing is, what's their leadership style? Okay. You know, many won't even know what their leadership style is. It took me a while to understand what mine was, but it was very simple, servant leadership. And when you're having that servant leadership, some people don't have a servant leadership style. They may be in a position that they want to, um, they don't know. So once you identify what the leadership style is, how can you apply it to your team? And once applied to your team, then you can go in a position to not only follow, but be able to lead effectively. Okay, okay, man, strong points, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but what we got to do right now, we, we got to pay some bills. Okay, so we're going to go to a short little intermission, okay. and we'll be right back with Bowtie Conversations. Beautiful. You're listening to Space Coast Podcast, home of the greatest podcasts on the Space Coast. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or having your own show, email us at spacecoastpodcast at hotmail.com. Space Coast Podcast. Talk hard! Are you new to a leadership position? Are you finding it hard to deal with certain personalities in a workplace? Maybe you're trying to reshape your organizational culture to increase your retention your readiness, as well as your performance of your individuals on your team. Hi, I'm Stefan Williams with High Level Leadership and Development Training. 
I welcome you to contact me to kind of explore some things that we can do to help you with your people needs. We're in the business of human capital performance on the professional side as well as the personal side. If you're looking for a motivational speaker to open up your convention, contact StephanWilliams.com. If you're looking for someone that's going to help you redefine your own personal leadership style, contact StephanWilliams.com. If you're just looking to take your team to the next level, contact StephanWilliams.com, and that is S-T-E-P-H-O-N Williams.com, Habu Leadership Development Training. We look forward to seeing, hearing, and working with you. Hey there, this is Jesse Hull, and I want to remind you to tune into Business Elite Brevard Edition. And what we do on Business Elite Brevard Edition is bring to you some of the biggest movers and shakers on the Space Coast. These could be industry leaders, tech innovators, and social influencers. And what we do is kind of bring them on, ask them some of the most relevant questions that you may not know about. And these are people who may not be in the news, but they are making moves behind the scenes. Again, tune in. Business Elite Brevard Edition. Welcome back to Bowtie Conversations with Stefan Williams. Today's guest is Michael Cador. Uh, welcome back, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing fine, my friend. Thank you so much again. Oh, no problem. It's my honor, my pleasure that you're here on here to to have this conversation with me on different topics. You know, mm-hmm. some things you were talking about during the break that you wanted to address. You know, um, basically, the floor is yours. You know, I, it, one of the things in regards to you talk about leadership, we yeah. kind of hit on that and how important it is to understand your leadership style, mm-hmm. uh, being ethical, uh, positive communication, but also about serving. And I think uh, in serving your community. And one of the things that my family has held on for many, many years mm-hmm. is the ability, um, if you don't serve your community now, don't expect your community to serve you later. And that mindset of being able to work with our youth now, because later on they're going to be our leaders, but also having that partnership with our seniors and listening to their wisdom so we can be effective in what we're doing. I had an opportunity um, to get the book. Thank you so much, my friend, in, in regards Thank to your you. book, uh, Thank you. Stephanisms, you know, mm-hmm. uh, my thoughts, words, and experiences. And as I'm going through this book, it was one area that I felt has been very important for me in my my marriage. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed to be married for 27 years to my high school sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Uh, being a rare (laughs) (laughs) very rare and when I say happy it's because of the mindset Mm -hmm. our mindset was parallel spiritually our mindset was parallel and where we wanted to go we knew at an early age that this was not going to be something that we're going to give up on but the mindset is so important and when I come through your book you Mm -hmm. have a chapter on that it talks about the mindset where you shared thoughts are like anchors and balloons so be mindful of the ones you hold on to and that's so important People go through things in life, and they can hold on to that one thing, and it can never grow. Yes. I think that with a changed mindset, believe me, my wife knows I love a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. But the mindset is I'm not going to try to tear down or bring any wrath or any poor things or upon my family mm-hmm. in my actions towards other individuals. Mm-hmm. The mindset in regards to uh, serving my community, being so involved, uh, there's many people who want to get engaged. And that's the one area that we need to hit. Even though we may have people say, we need to do this or to do that, there's so many people that are wanting to help. 
So partnerships are so important. So when I come back and say not only thank you for uh, your book, the one area on, uh, and you talked about mindsets, the other ones regarding leadership. You know, you, you broke that down, and, and it's a very um, easy read, so to speak. Yes. But you talked about leadership being leverage every asset, develop every resource, set the example, and hone individual potential. And that's some of the things that I'm very fortunate by partnering with others and having mentors. And, yes. and I consider you as one as well. Oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate and, and the leadership of being able to, to serve our community. Um, as we shift gears on this one, I would like to even state that from a law enforcement standpoint, there have been individuals where I was overseeing a youth football league for about 20 years. Mm -hmm. And when I had one individual come in and stated, hey, I've done the right things. I've gone off to college. I got my degree. I now want to be able to serve and protect. This individual now is not only working in our police department, he's in a position as a corporal. And one Sunday as I was preparing for one of my football camps, I went by to take some pictures with those guys. I took the photo and the director sends me that picture back. And every individual that was in that photo, they were actually serving our community at that time, protecting it. Mm. But each one of those individuals either came through our youth football program or I recruited to our department. And that's the huge blessing of being in a position that if you don't serve your community now, don't expect your community to be able to serve you later. You know what? Uh, uh, something just crossed my mind. And, and a lot of times, you know, we overlook coaches. In, uh, in sports teams and, and what they represent mm -hmm. in it, and what they basically um, seed into our youth at, at such an early age. Because, you know, I remember Coach K, like mm -hmm. Kenny, Coach Kenny, you know, mm -hmm. he's he's out there touching many lives, you know, yes. generational cultivation. Mm -hmm. I watch him with the kids, and he's doing it because he knows it's important. And and when, when we talk about leadership, that is another form of leadership yes, that is. some people underestimate, uh, kind of mm -hmm. minimalize mm -hmm. a little bit. Mm -hmm. and, and those principles of teamwork mm -hmm. and knowing who's on your team, yeah. knowing their potential. You know, mm -hmm. this guy's fast. This guy has hands. Uh, mm -hmm. She can really shoot three-pointers. We got to mm -hmm. put her in the right position, yeah. you know, when we talk about leadership. And, mm -hmm. and coaching and leaders are exactly the same. And when, when I actually go to a lot of different organizations, I talk about that. Mm -hmm. You know, if you have a team of people, you have to know what their potential is, what their strengths are, mm -hmm. and what those areas of improvement that you need to work on so they can be more effective on your team. And when you talked about the sports, I kind of thought about that, you yeah. know. And, and, and I think because of traditional leadership styles and the, 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 the premise of leadership, if I tell you do, we kind of miss out on a lot of the potential we have in our organizations and the people that we actually have around us, mm -hmm. you know. So uh, thanks for bringing that back to my mind uh, yeah. because that is very important. Yeah. Everything yeah. is kind of tied into sports, especially in our country. Mm -hmm. You know, everything is tied into mm -hmm. sports. We look up to our sports players. Yes, we do. We do. And, th and those coaches, if you can find anyone on a um, high school, collegiate, or professional level, um, if they bring up someone who they admire, mm -hmm. someone that has really believed in them, mm -hmm they'll go all the way back down to the youth league coach. And when you talked about that, I think of Coach Garcia when I first started playing football mm -hmm. and uh, the encouraging words and the smiles that he gave me. Mm -hmm. He simply gave me the look that he believed in me. Mm -hmm. Now, very fortunate that my inner circle of my, my brothers mm -hmm. uh, and close family members who said, look, you got it. But having someone who believed in you, mm -hmm. spend that time with you. Mm -hmm. Taking this time now to say, those who are listening to um, the show, get involved in your community. Mm -hmm. If your child is playing in a sport, regardless of whatever that sport may be, 
be involved. I don't care if you're the teen mom, the teen dad, you're holding the chains. When your child turns around right, right. and they can see you, that is that form of leadership. And regardless of the walks of life that you may be at at that point, anyone can be that leader. Your presence is so important in not only your youth lives, but also being able to um, share some of your experiences so they don't go down that path if that may have been a wrong path of yours that you chose. You know, um, because it's a conversation, it's not really structured. You know, we, we're yeah. just kind of talking yeah. about a lot of different things. And empowerment, mm-hmm. you know, is so is so important what mm-hmm. you speak into a person. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. you will hear, hey, I'm a grown man, I'm a grown woman, you know. Yeah. But we all still want people to see our potential. Mm-hmm. We still want people mm-hmm. to tell us that, hey, we mm-hmm. mean you know, uh, a lot to us and that they have the ability to do these things, you know, um, how has, you know, your upbringing, you know, from, from a youth to where you are now, um, has empowerment from individuals. You said your coach, you know, but other individuals in leadership positions, mm-hmm. what are some of the ways they empower you? Okay. You know, and there are different ways to empower people. I'm just asking, what are some of the ways that they empowered you to believe in yourself and to actually see your own potential? You know, we, we try to uh, complicate things, mm-hmm. but it needs to be simplified. Mm-hmm. And it's simplified in the three E's, educate, encourage, and right now we're talking about empowerment. And that was a way that I was uh, empowered. Mm-hmm. I can recall struggling uh, in math. That was just a, a subject that I just didn't do well in. Mm-hmm. It was because of fear. Mm-hmm. And all the way up until um, my senior year in college, where mm-hmm. it was a matter of me going into graduate school, which would even allow me to be able to graduate from college. Uh, I was empowered by my professor. He came in and he tried to educate me the best way that he could, and mm-hmm. I wasn't getting it. Mm-hmm. He came back with the point where he was trying to encourage me, you got to do this. If you don't pass this test, you are not going to graduate. And the fear of me having to come from Eastern Kentucky back to Florida and tell mom and dad and the brothers mm-hmm. it's not happening, he simplified it down. He said, young man, how in the world can you learn a football playbook this thick and know it and you can't memorize or understand these f- few formulas? And as soon as he mentioned that, mm-hmm. the playbook that I memorized, it just took the fear away. Mm-hmm. And I went in, I passed it, and I moved forward. So when you're talking about educating, which is, I think is huge, and, and trying to encourage yes. someone, the empowerment sometimes comes from being able to have individuals remove that fear and how you can remove that fear mine has been very fortunate because of my faith my family and my friends but also being in a position that removing that fear and when you can remove that fear look at your inner circle <laughs> who is in your inner circle mm-hmm. who is in your inner ear telling you what you can and cannot do so thank you for even bringing that up in regards to empowerment mm. and, and I know also that you're, you're a very spiritual man how does that faith affect your leadership as well there is no way that i can do what i have done or continue to do without my faith Um, my faith has been one of which from little league all the way up until present day i'm very fortunate that my wife and i have a foundation of strong spiritual faith with our family Uh, we're very blessed to be able to attend faith temple christian center under the leadership of pastor sean ferguson yes i met him before Great man, great man of God, and his leadership style and his leadership teachings are so important. Mm -hmm. But because of faith, it gets stronger and stronger. When you can have your spouse pray for you aloud, Mm -hmm. you pray for her. And even in your moments when your spirit may be just a little bit low and your kids can pray for you, by allowing that foundation in them, 
faith is so important. My wife and I, we serve as deacons within our church, okay. and uh, it's an honor to be able to be deacons in our church. And my wife has the, um, the beautiful task and does an awesome job of leading our marriage ministry, if we can segue into, oh, okay. and, and segue yeah, into that. Yes, please share, share. You know, we, we talk about magnet solutions where everyone has uh, good ideas, but you know, we need some magnets. We need some real solutions. My wife and I, I think, were just chosen to be the uh, marriage ministry leaders because, oh, they've been married for a long time. They know something. You could be married 20 minutes or 20 years, and that doesn't necessarily mean that you have what it takes. But what my wife um, does, we try to build relationships spiritually. And regardless how long you may be married, ask yourself, do you have four or five couples who are married who have a spiritual uh, backing? And regardless whatever your relationship is or your belief may be, do you have, and many people don't have those individuals uh, in their lives. So through the marriage ministry, my wife and I, we, we, we do it once a month within our church. We travel to different areas to be able to build not only someone's marriage, but also a spiritual marriage. Ask yourself, when was the last time you spiritually built or strengthened your marriage? You know what, man? It, very, very strong points uh, when we talk about leadership and servant, uh, servant leadership and just being a servant in your marriage as well in relationships you know um so what we're going to do here is again yeah. we're about to move on to an, another break yeah. and um we want to come back and talk about your future projects and the things that you have going on with you and and i and i don't want to put it out there yet i'm gonna wait till we come <laughs> back about some of the things that you got in, in play mm-hmm. and you as well as your wife you know yes. so again uh, we'll be back we got to pay a couple of bills stay tuned Beautiful. Listening to Space Coast Podcast, home of the greatest podcasts on the Space Coast. If you're interested in becoming a sponsor or having your own show, email us at Space Coast Podcast at Hotmail.com. Space Coast Podcast. Talk hard. Hey, I'm Vinny with the all new Vinny Marino Podcast. I want you to join me every other Monday as we tackle all the craziest headlines from around Florida and truly explore and uncover what's missing. Also, we will invite the exciting guests from our community who have seen it all and aren't afraid to spill the beans about it. And finally, we can't forget about Vinny's top three rants and raves about traffic, restaurants, and events. Join us on Facebook as we go live and bring you behind the scenes of each show and let you be a part of it. The Vinny Marino Podcast, all Space Coast, super raw and unedited, straight to your dome all the time, live from the Space Coast Podcast Studios. Listen everywhere you find podcasts. Welcome back. Welcome back. Bowtie Conversations with Michael Cador. Um, hey, man, you know, before we close it out, share a couple of things that you got going on, you know, some projects. Well, that actually, this next week I'll be traveling up to Augusta, Georgia. I'll be at Augusta University uh, doing a uh, leadership conference. Mm-hmm. I'll be doing the I'll be the keynote with the all male uh, high school and collegiate students. Uh, we're also in May. We'll be conducting a uh, my daughter, who is the vice president of a Magnet Solutions, will be serving a 
a workshop on young queens. I am Magnus Young Queens on self and health awareness with the police and fire department, teaching them on first aid and CPR tips, which is very important. And uh, marriage ministry. My wife and I, once again, will continue to be doing our marriage ministry. And those three components uh, have led to a book. And I want to thank you so much, not only for the encouragement, which will be simply marriage principles. And the subtitle on each one of those, one will be focusing on marriages, the other one will be focusing on, focusing on yourself, and the other one will be focusing on getting involved in your community. Given the mindset of I am Magnus, hashtag greatness. Man, awesome, awesome. Hey, again, thank you for sharing. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to come and be on the show. Really appreciate it, you know, as well as just the things that we talk about from time to time. You know, I appreciate your mentorship. You know, and mentorship goes both ways. Yeah, Some people think it's one way, mm -hmm. but there's always an exchange when you're dialoguing with people who have substance and stuff like that. So, hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Bowtie Conversations. We'll see you in a little bit, and y'all have a great day. Thank you again.